Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Brought to you by CH Insurance, Bonnet Sales and Service, and our great friend, Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. And a big time thanks to friends of the platform as well, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert. We go right to the NFL, recapping this past week, which obviously takes us all the way back to last Thursday. And again, we're starting to get into, you know, real positions of... Um, you know, playoff, contender, this and that. <clears throat> Except that if you look at the AFC, I mean, it, it's such a jumbled mess that you have no idea what's going on. It's like cooking, you know, dinner and you have like this recipe and you put a bunch of stuff in a bowl and it's supposed to turn, to turn out great, but it looks like, at the end, it looks like how you were, you know, in, in the beginning, how you were making it. Just a bunch of stuff just thrown together and you can't even serve it at the dinner table because it's such a mess still. That That's basically what the AFC Uh, Looks like. So we go back to last Thursday, Cowboys over the Seahawks, 41-35. Thought this was a great game. And, you know, in all honesty, the Cowboys, I I can't take much away from this game from a Dallas perspective because it's the same old thing. They beat good teams. They beat awful teams by a lot of points. Their offensive guys put up a ton of points. Uh, Their defense can cave in many spots. They did here. But they still went 41 to 35. Dak Prescott, three touchdowns. Pollard, I mean, there was a lot of flash, substance. They're home. They're 6 0 at home. I will say, though, that if they get any kind of home field advantage in the playoffs, that could be very interesting because they are undefeated. But again, 
What are you going to do in January against the Eagles and, and 49ers? That's really what we're waiting for. It's the same old, same old with Dallas. Heard a lot of analysts go, yeah, but this happened. Yeah, but this happened. I'm going, mm, did it? Chargers over the Patriots, 6 to nothing, set football back to the 1950s. Colts, 31-28 winners over the Titans. And I thought the Titans had this game won. What an unbelievable fight in the end. Uh, they force overtime, the Colts do. And then obviously Pierce's ridiculous uh, route that he ran, the 50-yard catch, uh, set up the Pittman game-winning touchdown for the Colts in OT. And, you know, isn't it amazing, like I alluded to last week in about 100,000 videos, coaching, coaching, coaching matters, man. Shane Steichen in an AFC that was supposed to be elite, right? Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Bengals, uh, the Chiefs. Nobody is elite. I'm not sure there's even a great team. I think there are a couple really, really good teams. I think there's a couple really good teams potentially to be great. I don't think potentially elite is possible at this point for the Chiefs or the Ravens. I think they're you know, potentially great. Um, and that's it. <clears throat> you know, I think the two best teams are in the NFC and I think there's one elite team in the NFL, one. You know, and again, that's where we start learning things this time of year. Who gets home field? Who wins the divisions? Uh, how many elite teams to great teams to good teams do we have? That kind of stuff. The Colts are a good team, but offense, 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 and coaching matters. That's why they're seven and five because Shane Steichen airing it out, giving his players confidence, unlike defensive-minded head coaches. Hello, Mike Tomlin. You know, structuring offenses and bad offensive lines and lacking of weapons. Hello, Sean McDermott, conservative, right? Colts, 7-5, and five, man. Wow. Minshew, Pittman, great win for the Colts. Lions get back at it. They are 5-1 and one on the road. It travels well when you defend, when you run the ball, although they did give up 28 points to the New Orleans Saints. 33-28, though the Lions get it done and they are still firmly in control of the NFC North, although it's getting interesting with the Packers, and I'll get to them in a minute. But I'll tell you what, it's incredible to watch, you know, Jamison Williams and Jameer Gibbs and Laporta, the tight end, and Amon Ross St. Brown and, and, and Jared Goff. Like, the plays that are drawn up by Ben Johnson, I mean, this dude is going to get a blank check and a head coaching position, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's the next McVay, Taylor, Kyle Shanahan type guy. Really, he is so dynamic, so creative. I mean, look, if I were the Bills, I'd fire McDermott now and I'd go and bring in an offensive guy so I know that I can guarantee that I'm not wasting, you know, uh, Josh Allen's career. Now, Joe Brady so far has been really good as the OC. If he continues on this path, he will keep that job. But you wonder if like even Ben Johnson was hired as a head coach and then they let Joe Brady be the offensive coordinator and they kind of work together. That would be interesting. I just like young offensive gurus in an offensive world, in an offensive league. And you look at all these defensive head coaches that are playing eh, and it's like, you know, conservative ball. You look where they are. Uh, the Lions have Dan Campbell, who's an aggressive dude, but look at the way they've structured their team. He gives Ben Johnson the complete reins of the offense. Go do it. And boy, is he doing it. Detroit, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I did about four weeks ago until I saw a few games in a row of that secondary but I do think they can win a game in the postseason, no question. They get it done on the road against New Orleans, 33-28. to Rock fight at the Meadowlands, the Jets and the Falcons. Atlanta wins 13-8. to Just a couple of more plays made. And, of course, the offense for the Jets sputtered in this game. Stop me if you've heard that before. The Steelers at home, worst loss of the season for them. Kenny Pickett goes down. He has ankle surgery. He's going to miss two to four weeks. And the Cardinals win 24-10. to They had only won two times before. They'd only... Um, well, no, they hadn't won on the road yet in in the season. Kyler Murray didn't really do a ton. I was more impressed with McBride getting open when it mattered as a tight end and James Conner going back to the Steel City where he played his college ball, fought all the adversity with the cancer situation, a 100-yard game and two touchdowns, had an unbelievable throw play that won an angry run 
by Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football, though I believe, did they throw the flag on that? I'm sure that they did because the NFL throws the flag every single play. A lot of it's getting unwatchable, folks. Uh, I don't know if they're going to lose some fans. The betting and the fantasy and the ratings still through the roof, but I don't know, man. Last couple of weeks, I actually watched casually this week. I had a lot going on. I had a holiday party. I went to the Sabres game, saw another Buffalo sports loss, no problem. Uh, drove home, you know, got into bed, tried to fall asleep, right? My kid falls out of bed. My dog is going crazy. I finally fall asleep at 1.15, then I get woken up at 4.30. So uh, it was it was a casual, it was a very busy day and then a, a really hard day Monday because I was just really lacking rest and uh, it's tough, man. Life's tough. <laughs> you know, two kids at the, under the age of four, my kid was home early from nursery. It's just, you know, life. It's, it's just how it goes. Plus, I'm old. Um, but the NFL just wasn't on the radar that much Sunday. Plus the bills were off. I was running around a lot, but I did see, uh, enough and, uh, God, the Steelers looked awful. They just looked awful. Speaking of looking awful, the commanders are a terrible football team and there's just nothing you can do when you're a bad football team and you have to deal with Tyree kill, you, you know, and that defensive line has, they've been on the field all season long. They're running out of gas. They traded chase young and Tyree kill went nuts. I mean, 157 yards and two touchdowns. Most of that was in the first half. He was absolutely ridiculous in this game. A chain uh, wrote, uh, 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 ran it great. Tua was tremendous. And I, I, this is the first Sunday that I actually got done watching all the AFC and with the chiefs losing, and I'll get to them in a minute where I'm like, you know what, in a year like this, Miami might end up in the Super Bowl because all of the elite has turned into one great, well, nobody great, as I said, potentially great, and a bunch of very good. Miami could be the team that just gets out of it then, right? Because, I mean, who else, right? Texans 22-17 to winners at home over the Denver Broncos. The defense was absolutely unbelievable. Ward's INT saved the game for the Texans. What a play that was. And it was the C.J. Strouds show in the red zone. It was Collins doing his thing, running unbelievable routes like he's done all year long. Houston gets it done with all phases of football. D'Amico Ryan's his energy, 22-17 to winners at home over the Denver Broncos. The Buccaneers, 21-18 to winners over the Panthers. Tremendous, tremendous effort by Mike Evans holding in that unreal 75-yard touchdown reception. He continues to be one of the best players in the NFL with a subpar quarterback and the Buccaneers win against a team that is just awful. By the way, if you're the Houston Texans, you're a 7-5 and five team. You have C.J. Stroud. You should have the unanimous coach of the year, the unanimous offensive rookie of the year. You might have a unanimous MVP with that same offensive rookie of the year in C.J. Stroud. How'd you lose to the Panthers? Oh, my God. Three more games to recap. Four more, actually, here on the ML Sports Platter. All brought to you by Courtney at Maple Down Senior Living Community, Bonnet Sales and Service, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Ken's Auto Detail and get your car detailed today. Route 11 in the Burton Cicero area if you are in and around central New York. More NFL talk next. Mike Lindsley with you back here on the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward and tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Camillus Golf Club, and Bowers and Company CPAs. The Rams roll the Browns 36 to 19. The Browns defense that has been there all year was not there this time, and you could clearly see the missing piece. Miles Garrett, they had no pass rush, and Matt Stafford, when they did have the pass rush, Stafford just got the ball out so quickly, and Nakua and Stafford were unreal in this game. Matt Stafford had three touchdowns throwing. Nakua nearly reached 200 yards, uh, uh, excuse me, reached over 100 yards 
it looked like he might reach over 200 yards total when you look at the running and the receiving. You know, Williams ran it. Nakua ran it. Uh, they had a bunch of guys. You know, Cooper Cup got it done in the red zone with a catch uh, in a touchdown. Robinson, Nakua, uh, Higby. Again, coaching, coaching, coaching. Folks, the LA Rams are 6-6, six and six, for God's sakes. They have the same record as the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills have Josh freaking Allen. Coaching matters. I keep saying it over and over again. Look at the amount of situations in the NFL this year where teams were supposed to be in the basement or just outside the basement looking at maybe an, a mid to upper round draft pick and trying to get back at it next year. No, Sean McVay comes back. The Colts hire Shane Steichen. Like, look at what's going on. The coaching matters in this league, and these teams are surviving and battling for the postseason because of it. The Rams get it done there. Now 6-6 six and six on the year, knocking on the playoff door. 49ers-Eagles was supposed to be the game of the week. Instead, it turned into an absolute bloodbath in favor of the 49ers. Wow, Purdy throwing darts, McCaffrey catching it, running it, Samuel in all of these unreal wide receiver screens. Uh, He's catching it in space. He picks up one block. The amazing speed, balance, and then physicality when he gets into the open field is just unreal to watch. He's the ultimate Swiss Army knife in the NFL right now. And the four guys that they have with Purdy, McCaffrey, Samuel, and Ayuk, they're unstoppable. And the Niners went through that little lull, and now they are dominating. They, to me, are the only elite team in the NFL. We know what their defense can do. They go into Philly and they blast the Eagles 42 to 19. Will be fascinating to see who gets the one seed with home field advantage because I don't think it matters with San Fran. I think home away, it doesn't matter. They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. The Eagles at home, you know, barely did enough to beat the Bills and then the Niners come in and absolutely punch them in the mouth back-to-back weeks. I still think they're a. I think they're a very. I think they're a great team. I do, uh, and they find ways to win. But they just got crushed in this game. They should win against Dallas this week because they always beat Dallas. But now things starting to be questioned in Philly. I, I say let's hang on for another week or two and learn more before we get to the end of the year. The shocker of the weekend was the Packers. Man, they beat the Chiefs at home, twenty-seven to nineteen. They were up in this game, fourteen-six. They had complete control. They were up twenty-one to 12 at the end of three, still had complete control. And then in the fourth, still had complete control. The Packers held on the entire way. The the Hail Mary at the end uh, was incomplete. Patrick Mahomes threw an awful interception in this game. Pacheco ran it well for the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just can't move the ball. The Chiefs just can't score touchdowns. Travis Kelsey's your only great option on offense, and he's even a shell of himself as well. I have been so impressed with the Packers community of young defensive players getting it done. They had three sacks in this game and an interception on Patrick Mahomes. The Packers are physical. They're young. I know that people are questioning the officiating. I understand why, but good grief. The Packers are like, again, coaching matters. Matt LaFleur is now 16-0 in December. January, February might be a little different story. It's not like he's been awful, but holy hell, do not play him in December. The Packers are 500 again coaching matters and there's a little magic still left at Lambeau Field. Oh, by the way, did I just go a minute or so and not even mention Jordan Love? Yeah. Three touchdowns, 267, hopping and bopping in the pocket, every read possible, check downs and all the rest. And he still doesn't even have a great, great cast of characters. He doesn't even have an A number one wide receiver. Christian Watson's a nice player, but he's probably more of a two. Same with Romeo Dubs, probably more like a three. I mean, Brian Gutekinds is a really good drafter. How about you go out and get him some offensive weapons? Aaron Rodgers bitched about it for years. Jordan Love, man. I mean, he had a couple of game, eh. But this is why you got to give guys time. And I'm not convinced that he's going to be there or not be there for a long period of time. I need to see 
more guys around Jordan Love in order to see if he is the guy. Wow. Packers get it done, 27-19. Meanwhile, the Bengals beat the Jaguars 34-31. Bengals played a great game overall. Outside of when, you know, Browning was basically perfect and they were throwing wide receivers uh, screens and then trying to throw it back across the field. They throw it right to Josh Allen. What a dumbass play that was. Uh, tremendous job, though, by the Bengals hanging in there. They force overtime, get it done. It looks like Trevor Lawrence might miss some time as I record this. And uh, Evan McPherson, uh, arguably the best kicker in the NFL. He hits a bomb from almost 50 to walk it off for Cincinnati. And don't look now, Cincinnati's 500. They're in the hunt. And yeah, if you're a Bills fan, you have the same record as the Bengals. Again, team without their elite starting quarterback, but a way better head coach, way better offensive weapons, way better offensive line, and in game management situations, way better all the way around. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills at a 500 mark, it's completely embarrassing. And the couple of losses, 12 men on the field to the Broncos, Patriots and Jets losses. Are you kidding me? The Patriots scored zero points against the Chargers and that team beat you. I mean, it is unbelievable when you look at the records and you have Allen and Diggs and company and you have the same record as the Rams, the same record as the Colts, the same record, excuse me, you're one game behind the Colts, same record as the Bengals. I mean, really? Same record as the Packers? It's unreal. Unreal. Bills, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, Giants, and Ravens were your buy teams. This is the ML Sports Platter Week 13 Recap in the books, and it's all brought to you by our good friends at Rosie's Corner. Stop by every week for their comfort food. Rosie's Corner with a meatloaf Monday, turkey slop Tuesday, chicken and biscuit Wednesday. It's an awesome place to go eat. Go see my friends at Rosie's Corner, Route 11 in Brewton, if you're in and around the central New York area. And hey, a tip of the cap, thank you as well, to Brewton Ace Hardware, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and Trey Waluski of Under Armour Golf. Make sure you buy uh, golf and other apparel Direct from Trey Waluski and get your uh, gear for wholesale. No middleman markup. You can email him today at sales at gmail.com. That's Trey, T-R-E-Y, sales at gmail.com, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Hi, this is Joe Convertino, Sr. of CH Insurance. And this is Joe Jr. It's a busy time of year for all of us. Because we recognize success is never a solo act, we want to take the time to thank the Central New York community we're so proud to be a part of. And thanks to our terrific clients, carrier partners, vendors, and most importantly, our dedicated CH team for making this one amazing year. Happy Happy holidays from CH Insurance. In your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.